back to the AMCAT podcast. I'm your host, Travis Giard, broadcasting from the AMCAT Center on the campus of Annemarie College. For episode nine, we'll be sitting down with the director of athletics himself, Joe Brady. Joe has been a longtime member of the AMCAT community. He completed his undergrad here and also was a student athlete as a goaltender for the men's soccer program in 1992 until graduating in 96. Uh, right after graduating, he actually took over as the head women's soccer coach um, and led the program to a championship in 97 and an overall record of 67-31-5 and in just five seasons. Uh, to this day, he still holds the crown as the winningest head, uh, head coach for the women's soccer program in this school's history. Um, and without further ado, I'd like to welcome Joe Brady. Thanks for having me. Let's uh, start off with um, talking a little bit about your playing experience. Um, what was it like to be a student athlete here at Anna Maria? Um, it, it was uh, it was interesting and, and fun at the same time. Um, you know, I came from St. John's and, and had, you know, a lot of success, um, especially our senior year, and, and was able to come here and play uh, with a couple of guys that I played with, uh, a lot of youth soccer with, and, and even in high school. Um, and, you know, it was an opportunity for me to play right away. So it was one of the reasons that, you know, I, I chose Anna Maria. Um, I wanted to stay local. Um, I wanted a small school. And I wanted to play, um, so I came and got that opportunity, and was you know thrown into a much different experience than I think I was had my entire playing career. Um, you know, our first game was against WPI and against a, a couple of guys that I've played you know a lot with and, and very good, and had more saves than I probably did my entire senior year in high school, um, and maybe even gave up more goals than I did my senior year in high school. Um, but with that said, we were we were all here to try to build something with um, you know Coach Shenevert, uh, who is a longtime high school coach, and you know it's got into the college you know scene, and we were excited to be part of that with him, and really turned things around our sophomore year. Um, and you know he would always tell us that everyone's you know wants to play Anna Maria because they you know they want to win, and they also want you on know, homecoming because they they know they're going to get a win. And we started to knock teams off. You know we knocked Easton Nazarene off. Um, on homecoming, um, and then we started to really kind of build something, and, and you know, it turned into a, a successful sophomore year with uh, I think it was about 11 wins. Yep. And you know, and then unfortunately, you know, we didn't have the success we wanted to our you know junior and senior year. But um, you know, it's still again playing college soccer was you know lasting relationships, um, lasting memories. Um, you know, still talk to a few of the guys, and you know. Uh, one of them in particular, Sean McDonald, who's you know one of the better, one probably one of the better players to play here, and, and holds a, a bunch of records. Um, you know, talk to him regularly about those memories. You know, his dad being at every single game, um, yelling at him, um, yelling at him for yelling at me when I would give up a goal. Um, you the know, parents but, you know, um, stick out. You know, so, <laughs> but it was you know it was a it was a great time. You know, my. My parents were able to come. My mother, my grandmother, never missed a game. Um, you know, had their you know, their perch up on the on the hill uh, before the the field was done. You know, redone. So I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. I mean, again, uh, got to play with guys that I grew up with, um, and then and new and guys too that you know and new you know new players. So that's awesome. Um, and also, right after you graduated, uh, you were actually given the position as the head women's soccer coach. How did that kind of come about? Was that kind of your like career goals was to be a head coach? Uh, 
I'm not sure, you know. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I was like anybody else graduated from college and, and wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. I got a, uh, a, a earned my degree in business with concentration in computers. Um, had started coaching at the youth level. Um, my brother is a, a little bit younger than me, so I started coaching him when I was in college and, and enjoyed it. Um, and, and the truth of the matter, the way it happened here probably – it's very uncommon um, yeah. in the world of how it happens. I, the coach had decided to leave. Uh, I worked in the department um, under Steve Waskovich, uh, who was the first athletic director here. I went into his office and I said, I, I think I want to coach. And he's like, all right, let's talk about this. <laughs> and we talked a little bit about it. And he said, come back again. Um, and I don't, it, if I'm, I'm dating myself now, but I think I, had, hadn't turned 21 yet. Um, I hadn't graduated um, from the college, and we had a second conversation, and he's like, yeah, let's give this a shot. I'm like, really? I'm like, all right. <laughs> so before I even graduated, I was named the coach. Um, again, no, you know, I had no real recruiting experience or even time to recruit, or I probably didn't even know what recruiting meant at that time. Right. Um, but I had had some experience with the basketball program. Um, I was a manager, and my junior year, I was a student assistant coach. Um, so I guess, you know, going back to your original question, I guess, yeah, I did have some interest in coaching, yeah. right? So <laughs> I had learned how to recruit a little bit from, from Paul Phillips and Mike Burles and, and others that were on the staff. Um, Jay Curran was on the staff at the time. And I did get a taste of it. It was hard being a student and then living with the guys right. um, and being on the staff. So my senior year, I decided not to, to, not to do that and still stay in the program. Um, but I had learned how to do the recruiting a little bit. And so when I did get this position, um, I had an idea of what to do. I got real fortunate. We had a class of uh, maybe eight or ten girls that just kind of fell, that were coming to Anna Maria. And they're the, probably the most talented group that, you know, the school has ever had. Um, and, and because of this, in, and helped the success that we had. And then from there, we recruited um, some really good local players. Um, but... You know, the, the, the big question was taking a chance on this 21-year-old who, you know, ultimately ended up coaching some players um, that I went to school with, you know, right. that I was, you know, in, you know, hung out with, um, my friends were hanging out with, you know, right. and, and so it was just one of those, that chance that he took, um, and I never really thought that, you know, after our sophomore year, you know, or my their sophomore year, my second year, that we'd have the success that we did, but uh, we did, you know, and it was a lot of fun. Now, do you have any, um, or remember any highlights of um, that championship season mm -hmm. and like this excitement that it kind of brought you and the players and the school? Yeah, I mean, there's probably a ton, right? Uh, I'm <laughs> not sure how long people want to listen to me about this, but, um, you know, I, I, I remember back to my first year my first game I walked onto the field and, and I, I'm not sure I won't name the school um, but he thought I was the manager and we ended up losing you know in the last couple of seconds off a really random type of goal and um, you know I had no idea what I was doing right I'm probably yelling at the referees more than I'm yelling at players and, and things like that but so you know we kind of started we won I don't know, five or six games that year and you know knew that you know the little I did know about the coaching piece of it, but I knew enough about the soccer that I knew knew we probably had something that um, we could build on. I, I never no never imagined that we win what the amount of games that we won. But the 
what we did that year, I mean, we just kept on beating teams that we weren't supposed to. Um, we, you know, I think that was a year we beat Tufts and they went to the Elite Eight. Um, and you know, we just, we had, we had a really small field at the time that, so the NCAA, they had, the field was already built, so there was no NCAA requirements. And we played a style that, you know, we wouldn't let you out of your half. Um, and they gave, we gave up, they gave up the ball all the time and, and we just, we scored goals. The other thing that happened was two players, Andrea and Heather Notitas, came back to the program. So they had left the program, they transferred um, to pursue something else academically and then um, realized that they wanted to come back. Well, one of them was a 30-plus goal scorer and one of them was a goalkeeper that was all region. And then add that to, you know, players that were also on the team, you know, uh, Lynn Dungy, Lisa Antonetti, um, you know, that's not their that's not their uh, married name anymore, but that that's their maiden name. Um you know, and, you know, Jen Nelson and Sarah O'Brien and, you know, I'm, I'm leaving, you know, uh, people out, I know, and I apologize if they end up do listening. <laughs> um, but there was a, just a ton of them that, you know, all clicked and they really kind of loved playing with each other. And we just gained some confidence. Um, yeah. And, you know, we, if I remember correctly, the championship game was in, you know, a pouring rain type of situation. And we just, you know, kind of gutted it through. Yeah. Um, and, and won and you know we it was it was a lot of excitement because you know those you know we had had some success in some of the other sports but didn't um, you know, didn't have it in that sport and right. and so you know having a fall sport that was having some success was was a ton of fun and and then it just kept on going um, you know we, we got into the ECAC tournament I mean we didn't have the success in that game that we would have liked but we were, it was a whole new experience for us. You know, we yeah. went up to Williams and, you know, national type of contender type of team. And um, so they taught us a lot. And then we, you know, kept it going, you know, the the next, you know, three years and played in two more championships. The hardest thing was is that probably the one of the better teams didn't get to the championship. Um, and, you know, that was, that hurt, you know, probably more. But... Um, being able to build something where you, you know you went to school, where you played soccer, um, you know, and that was probably the most fun um, part about it. And it was a lot of local kids too, so there was excitement around us a little bit instead of um, you know other you know you know Clark was real good at the time, and and you know which state had good programs, and but we were right there with everybody else. Right. Now you say that, but. How did that feel compared to actually coming back to your alma mater as now the director of athletics? Yeah, so, you know, I, I left for a while, right? And, you know, everyone wasn't sure um, or maybe agreed to why I was leaving or, you know, was, you know, upset. Um, you know, I was here for five years, ultimately for nine. And, you know, I felt it was time to, to take another opportunity and, and Clark was the right one it, it combined the position the exact position I had here um, although that position evolved at times and you know I we had just um, beaten Clark um, my last year here and you know really celebrated it uh, really um, it was a big step for us in the program and you know so you know why was I leaving now to a program that I always said I hated um, you know, and, and even the players that I went to go coach, they were like, you know, you were, you know, jumping up and down and you know, all this stuff when you beat us. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I was happy because you guys were at the pinnacle. Right. So, you know, I went there and, you know, I'll never forget, 
going there and playing Anna Maria, my, you know, at the end of the year, um, sidelines, it was a night game, sidelines were packed, posters, Benedict Arnold, um, you know, not packed with Clark fans, packed with, you know, Anna Maria fans. And I don't know who scored first. I want to say they did and got a little nervous. And I think we might've scored. And then we went into somewhat of a locker room and I think they beat us, you know, seven to one, um, director of athletics, uh, Lenny Smith, who I worked for, comes over to congratulate me, or comes over to say hello, not congratulate me, <laughs> um, says hello and says, you know, that's your team. And I'm like, unfortunately, no, it's not my team anymore, right? But I understood what he was saying, and I understand it more and more now. Um, you know, and I was happy for them, right? But obviously now, you know, pretty disappointed that we just got beat yeah. seven <laughs> or six to one. Um, you know, so leaving for that period of time, um, and then for this opportunity to come back, to come back home um, was, you know, again, the right opportunity, the right, right time. Um, I had gotten out of coaching um, prior to coming here five years ago, or it was five years, and I had, was my position was associate athletic director, and it helped me learn some things and still learning. Um, but it gave me that time to get away from coaching um, and to show me that, okay, I can be out of coaching and not have to coach for 30 years. I never really thought I would, but you never know what happens. Um, so then to be able to come back uh, where, you know, again, everything started, right? And and to do that, coming back to a situation that is not even close to what I, what it was when I was here. Um, football, hockey, yep. um, <laughs> you know, those two particular you know those two things in, in a turf field you know a stadium type of field i mean right. you know we didn't even have bleaches we were lucky we had benches um you know so um you know so those things to be able to come back to something that you know has definitely grown in a much different way has um been exciting um and been you know challenging um yeah because you as, i think the we got new turf that summer when you started yeah so they replaced the turf after about 10 years but you know that that turf i never saw that turf either you know so i played on a on a grass field that like i said was small it was you know i tried to get a new field but you know back then you know that it was harder it was easier to talk about than than to actually do it um so you know a lot of things had changed and then to come back and have a brand new turf um you know was a, a another you know pretty exciting thing too and so to be back and have it be much different is um, is a lot of fun too. Nice. Well, I mean, you have been here for this is your end of your second year, um, and you've had to deal with a lot since you have arrived. <laughs> your first um, fall season, Triple E, in 2019, and then obviously the spring, the pandemic. Um, how do you feel like the college and the department um, has responded to some of those challenges? So how long do we have? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, so I got here in July. Um, you know, I always say that you know July probably is a tough time to start um, because July goes by so quick. Yeah. Um, everyone's kind of off campus on on vacation. Staff wasn't really around. You know, then you get into August, and you know, so you want to try to put a mark on your first kind of six months, but it's, it was a little hard, right? And and then on top of that, never dealt with football never dealt with hockey so you know trying to think about you know what is home you know what does homecoming look like or what does tailgating look like or what does you know so that first kind of couple of months was fast um exciting and you know i think we started to do some things that you know okay we can get some momentum then triple e starts popping up on the news and 
we start tracking it with some other schools and other schools start calling us what are we going to do and i'm not really sure we're keeping an eye on it a couple of conversations with the president a couple of conversations with uh, drew klein just kind of keeping an eye on it and i think i'll still never forget i get a phone call i'm walking around on campus somewhere and uh, from drew klein can you come to my office this can't be good <laughs> right and so drew his responsibilities was watching that type of stuff and she, he had just consult with the president um you know who i directly report to but you know this was under his watch and he said as of monday you're not practicing after four o'clock i'm like i think this was a thursday or a wednesday and i'm like all right we've got lights we got one field um are you sure <laughs> and he said yes and uh so i come back i get our fall coaches together and some are have a little more season than others but for the most part they're all kind of you know, in their early part of their career, they know we have one field, um, and one of them is, you know, a football coach who wants, you know, gets the field, has to have it for a while, um, practices at night cause to get all his guys here. We got a hundred football players, and I tell them, and I think they all wanted to. Um, I think they all went white, right? <laughs> so, um, but we got through it, um, and we figured it out, and I think that learned a lot about them, right? I think I learned a lot about, you know. I mean, even yourself, like, right, that changes your whole schedule and how, um, you know, but the other side of it, some people kind of enjoyed it, right? No games after six o'clock. I mean, that's the olden days. And so you're home at a reasonable time instead of home at 10 o'clock. So there was some positives to it in that regard. But I think what I started to learn a little bit in the early time is that we adjusted, we got through it, um, and, you know, maybe we're prepared for that next thing that we had no idea was coming. Right. Um, and, you know, so we continued to kind of still gain some momentum. There were some things going really going well with basketball, um, especially, you know, our men's basketball had some seniors and, and Mike Raposa, who was, you know, really a lot of fun to watch. Bobby um, Perrette. I mean, Bobby, yep, yeah. Bobby Perrette and um, all of those guys, you know. And, and again, the, the, the worst part about it is you only hear for years, so you don't get to know those guys well. Um, but I always, you know, I would say to, you know, I remember saying to Bobby, you know, many times, loved watching him play, right? And I knew Mike Raposa from the Clark tournament days. Um, wish I could have watched, you know, a Bobby play, you know, more, right, and been here more. But we had a lot of fun. We went down to St. Joe's, Connecticut, and, and gave them a little bit of a scare. Um, but that was a whole nother kind of ride in itself, too. You know, take the ride out to Connecticut, um, go have dinner with the president and Mike Burles and Paul Phillips, and start getting phone calls and texts that we're stuck in traffic. <laughs> and we're going to be stuck in traffic for about five hours. So I'm in and out of the restaurant with the conference office, with uh, Amanda from St. Joseph, Connecticut, their AD, with Sean Conrad. And, and as all that's happening, one, it's freezing cold, and my phone battery life is just diminishing, right? Oh, oh boy. So it's like, okay, <laughs> when can we make this decision in time? And, you know, they're stuck in traffic, and we're not, you know, we don't know what to do. And Coach Calhoun was great with, with Coach Conrad. You know, this is not fair to you and really not fair to them. And so we made the decision. We turned the bus around, and... We played the following night. Conference did the right thing by pushing the championship to Sunday. Um, you know, I probably should have known that something else was was, was coming, right? <laughs> um, so, you know, we. But again, another uh, another sign of like we just we adjusted, you know, and sports medicine adjusted, our players adjusted, coaches adjusted, and we went out there and, and we did it. And now uh, come. February, right? So I head to the convention, 
someone mentions, um, actually the Alberta's Magnus AD mentioned, you know, be careful of Corona if you're flying out of the airport in LA. Um, I'm like, oh, what's he talking about? Right? <laughs> so I see the masks and stuff, and I land in Boston and I see more masks. And I come home, we start tracking it, and he's hearing a little bit more about it. And I get a call from health services and Drew Klein again. I think we should talk with Larry and uh, Dan, baseball and softball coaches, about Corona. I'm like, all right, maybe you're right. Um, I called Dan and said we have to have this meeting. He's like, you know, it's, it's all right. We, we know exactly what to do. We'll go to ReadyMed. If anybody gets sick, we're good. I'm like, you're probably right, but let's just have this conversation. <laughs> so we do. They land. They're fine. They're, you know, they're playing. Um, baseball is starting to get some wins. Softball is starting to learn how to, to play and have a bigger, you know, a good-sized roster and, and start to learn their way. And now the phone calls start really coming in of what's what's next. And, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've had to deliver bad things. I, you know, I coached during 9-11. Um, I've coached, you know, players that have lost their parents, um, you know, in the middle of a practice. Um, you know, so I've done a lot um, in those regards, and we've all been through things. But, you know, to tell your coaches that they can't play um, – when they're playing and that these are the last games, right? Um, probably, you know, so far, you know, by far one of the hardest things I've done, right? And then you've got your lacrosse team practicing and their phones are blowing up that the, you know, NCAA championship is now canceled and they just knew that, you know, the next thing they're doing is coming in and, and I'm telling them and then I'm telling women's lacrosse. And, you know, so that's, you know, I think your original question is how we responded. I mean, I can't ask for, you know, especially in the first six months of this, how we have responded, right? And and I appreciate that, you know, you've got this guy that's come in, he's only been here for a year, and now we've got to try to get through this all together and, um, you know, making mistakes along the way. But we have responded, and we've tried to be as creative as possible. Our coaches in the in the spring um, stayed engaged with their teams. Um, they recruited as hard as they could. And then we came back in the fall and you know, I can't tell you how many conversations I had with, you know, especially fall coaches. Are we going to play? Are we going to put, you know, um, pads on, you know, and we didn't make a decision until July, you know, right. fortunately I was on vacation um, and had to make those calls and, and make those decisions um, with, you know, in consultation with our president and, um, but, you know, the biggest thing that I've learned um, is that the, how much the school supports athletics and, and wants it to be a big fabric um, of who we are, um, especially, you know, from our president all the way down. And we've still shown that through all of this. And, you know, we've allowed our, our teams to, to stay active, um, but in a safe way. Um, we've implemented as many precautions as we can. Um, our sports medicine staff has probably done, you know, the really heavy lifting of everything um, and even though we haven't had any games and people want to say well that you know sports medicine doesn't have any games or real practices they've probably you know are working even more um, right now right and then you know even yourself and sports information directors how do you stay active how do you stay engaged on social media it's not easy um, but because our life is games you know I mean as much as we say oh it's nice not to have a, maybe a game this weekend it's not really true Right. I mean, that's, that's who we are. Yeah. You know, and and the hardest thing, you know, we're we're experiencing it now. You know, our our hockey teams had so much momentum, 
um, as two-year programs and and then put some, a lot of work um, you know for our men to play I mean we made a, a, a specific decision about the other sports uh, based on their rosters and and based on just you know opportunity opportunities to play it just wasn't there and they'll, they'll stay engaged but we we did try to do it with our men and we're you know not off we, we're, we're, we're not playing yet you know right. and after a little bit of work and, and a lot of energy you know both starting with coach McCauley and and all the way down and it's disappointing you know it's mm-hmm. um because they you know I call them kids and I know I shouldn't right <laughs> um but they want to play you know and we're hopeful that that's going to remain um you know, and now we're you know staring at it again in the spring, and you know our teams are getting ready. They're back on campus, and they and they want to play, and you know. So I think the very long answer to your question is the response has been, you know, as good as it possibly can be. Um, I know there's frustrations. I know there's conversations about you know why or why is he making this decision or why are we making this decision? Why is the conference making this decision? Um, you know, but I think at the end of the day, they we do understand it, and if we can just you know, try to manage the course as best as we possibly can, um, you know, we're going to see the other side of it. Um, we're going to have some bumps. Um, you know, I saw our story yesterday on how this this weekend there's like six or seven Division One basketball games postponed. You know, Baylor, the best team in the country, or second best team in the country, I don't can't even keep track of who is, um, <laughs> has two games postponed. You know, um, you know, again, those teams and those schools have different resources to, to do this, and, and but we're we're giving it our best shot, and we're going to. Um, and I think it's a, a tribute to all of our staff, um, our coaches, you know, and and the rest of us as support staff that are that are trying. I mean, I remember what I told all of you that we might play fall sports in the spring um and you know again you just made it right no one can see your face but that's the face and i remember when our president wrote it to me you know thankfully i was sitting on the chair in my in my living room i didn't you know um you know the thought of that is at that time we we're like yeah yeah sure sure we can um but we we all know that that's not really realistic right no. but we we were going to do it you know no one said no no one said well, not to my face, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Um, but um, we all said it, you know, and we've talked about it, you know, we've talked, we have talked about it regularly that, but we, you know, they'll play a little bit, hopefully. Um, but our priority is the spring. Um, they lost their season last year. Um, and we need to try to give them something that, you know, is, is meaningful to them, that they're, they're, they're our priority. All right. Awesome. Uh, last question. Um, what are your kind of goals um, for the department in its um, future? Hopefully, in a post-pandemic atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so I, I think that's been the hardest thing right now to get all of our heads around it and mine too, because we have been paused in that regard um, because we're just dealing with you know surviving the COVID world right now, right? So it, right. whether it's protocols that you type up and you throw away um, you know tomorrow because something has changed in the state or locally or even on our campus um, or you know just the energy and the time that it takes to you know make sure that we're you know testing twice a week and we're tracking it and so but I have you know continued to give that some thought and then I guess going back to when I first got here in July um, one of the ones that the president and I have talked to regularly about is is creating traditions um, and so 
we started those a little bit yep. um, with uh, around some you know some of our homecoming in football um, where um, we started you know the most valuable player um, on the offense and defensive side. Um, we talked to Dean College about having you know a flag game or a trophy game. I think we were going to call it a flag game um, potentially. Um, we started a tailgating kind of competition during homecoming, um, and then started to talk about some other things that are, you know, what else we can do. And one of them being a golf tournament um, that we will um, kick off, you know, hopefully this year on the Monday leading up to homecoming, um, you know, for alumni and, and friends and, 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 and such. Uh, and then now it's time to kind of maybe create a little bit more. Um, you know, we have the opportunity with us celebrating our 75th anniversary as a college. Um, and we've got some, you know, some fun things planned for that. Uh, we've got a webinar planned in March with, you know, a panelist of um, past um, and even present, um, you know, coaches and staff to talk about, um, you know, the, the history of athletics within that 75. You know, we've been, I think, around for 40, 40 yeah, 47. 40, yeah. um, so that's, you know, and we've got some other things planned, um, you know, working on, you know, celebrating the first teams and, and maybe celebrating some of the successes of some of our, um, you know, better, you know, our, our, our player, top players, yeah. top athletes, right? Yeah. Um, and, but I think that's, that's first, you know, kind of maybe, you know, and again, not in any particular order, but the, the traditions about, you know, how can we create some more traditions around, um, you know, all of our sports, um, and then the next thing is is how can we support our athletes, um, you know, both on and off the field, right? right. So how can we make their experience better um, while they're playing, um, you know, and uh, you know whatever that might mean, um, whether it's you know trying to improve our facilities. Um, we've you know thankfully to some college support, um, some support from from football fundraising, and then our AMCAT club as well. Uh, made some real major improvements um, over in the fitness center and, and replaced um, some real dying, old, you know, probably at times dangerous um, equipment. <laughs> um, and we still have got a little bit of ways to go, but, you know, we've got a pretty good space over there for what we need. I mean, we do need a, you know, a larger space, and we know that as, we, as, we've, as we've grown. Um, but we've made some improvements, and I'm hoping that the student-athletes, you know, see that um, and, and the smaller things. I mean, we all know that we all want big, right? Right. Um, but hopefully we can see the smaller improvements. Yeah. Um, so some facility, you know, upgrades as, as we go through, you know, the next, you know, three to five years, um, I think will be that, – that helps that student-athlete experience. Um, and then, you know, off the field. So how can we support them academically? How can we support them mentally? How can we support them emotionally? Um, in different areas and, you know, um, had a great meeting this morning um, with with a, an organization to support um, some of our athletes and, and hopefully that's going to kind of come to fruition um, and have some other ideas on how we can do that. We have the great, the nice thing about being here um, is, you know, we are small, right? And sometimes that can be a disadvantage, but it also can be probably more an advantage. And we have a lot of people that want to see our students su succeed, but at the end of the day, too, our athletes succeed. Um, and so, you know, people like Dennis Vanessa, who's in charge of, you know, Academic Success Center. I mean, he, you know, works, I think, 22 or 23 hours out of the 24. Um, <laughs> I don't think he sleeps. Um, and he, you know, wants these guys to be successful. And, you know, we've added some people in our staff, um, you know, Mike Burles and Paul Phillips, who also are, 
you know, they have some other roles, but, you know, Paul Phillips. Seasoned veterans. Seasoned veterans. You know, they help our coaches, but they also can help their athletes because they've been, you know, been around college athletics, um, especially Paul, um, for a long time. So, um, you know, I, I just, you know, I the goal is to get back to normal, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, I know that we can't control that and um, we need to be safe, but I want to stop saying no. Um, you know, I want to stop saying, or I want to stop saying you have to do this in order to play. Right. Um, I want to stop being able to say, you know, I want to stop having to worry about the schedule. Um, you know, I know Coach Garvey, our women's soccer coach, who's going to manage the schedule and who already, you know, is, is, is going to go nuts. Um, you know, I want to, I want to stop worrying about capacity. <laughs> um, you know, but at the end of the day, this pandemic has hit us um, and has affected so many people that what we do um, is really small in the big picture. Right. Um, you know, people have you know died. Um, people have lost their jobs. Um, you know, people aren't working. Um, not just in you know, especially even specifically athletics. Um, so. My take on my feeling too is if we have to pause for a little bit longer, um, you know we're we're still here. Um, you know we have been fortunate, you know, and you know, and it has affected you know some of our staff and some of our staff's family. Um, so um, we don't have to be in a we have to be in a rush, but not a big rush um, because of you know it's crazy to think that it's been a year, um, and you know you talk about goals after the pandemic and. You know, I think a lot of our goals really are going to probably be different, right? Right. And, but we're also going to appreciate it um, probably a lot more. Um, you know, for at least a little bit, we're going to, you know, that, that spring cold game, we're going to be like, oh, it's kind of nice not having yeah. one, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're, we work on a college campus. We work in athletics. So we have to have games, right? And, right. and that's what our kid, you know, that's what the students want. So um, I think it's going to be an interesting, you know, ride for us for the next, you know, couple of years as we, you know, try to get back to normal and also try to find the time to, um, you know, set those goals and also achieve them. I mean, you know, as even you know, it, it, our days go by pretty quick, even though we're not um, having games, right? Correct. You know, yeah. I, you know, whether it's me giving yourself or other people different projects that, that take up time and, you know, we... Now we have the time to do it, but um, it still takes up time, and so we're you know, still going to run out of time to do everything we want to do. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate you coming in today, taking time out of your busy day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm glad you have it. I mean, this, you know, one of the things I've actually enjoyed this kind of new initiative, um, and so one want to thank you for for getting it, you know, off the ground. It's been fun listen to some of the athletes, um, some of the coaches, um, some of our staff. Um, I think this is, and I think we can have a lot, you know, this will be something that the, the, the athletes and coaches will have fun with. So appreciate you having me, but also appreciate you uh, getting this going because it's a, a nice a nice touch for, for all of our athletes and our coaches to, to talk about these things a little bit. Thank you. All right. All right. And now I'll send it over to Brock for today's sponsor. Hello, AMCAT Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the AMCAT Club. The AMCAT Club is where you can go to help out your favorite sports teams or the athletic department as a whole. You can find the AMCAT Club on GoAMCATs.com under the Support Athletics tab. Now I'm going to send it back to Travis and the AMCAT Podcast. Thanks, Brock. That's all the time we have for today. I appreciate Joe for taking time out of his busy day 
And thank you all for tuning in, and I hope everyone has a great weekend. Thank you.